To the Replenish Me radio show, where we help women, but especially moms, get from chaos to calm with strategies that really work for successful women, like our guest today, Tony Henderson Mayers. Tony Henderson Mayers is a sought-after TV radio relationship expert, author, and speaker whose message encourages us all to find relationships we are excited about and to look for the passion in our lives. Tony is the CEO and founder of Word Therapy Publishing, LLC, which publishes books like mine, audio and video to encourage, empower, and heal audiences. She is also the owner of Alphabet Theater Workshop, which performs stories to the Bible. Oops, performs stories, dramatic readings of almost anything from children's stories to the Bible. Um, you can see Tony on stage or in various films and plays or TV commercials. Tony was the past radio personality for 91.9 FM, WNTI, and AM 1430, WNJR, New Jersey, and currently hosts the Job Alternative Podcast and Wise Courtship, which is accessible on iTunes or her website. Most recently, Tony joined the stellar award-winning all Nations Radio Network with her own show, The Wise Courtship Philosophy Show. Tony Henderson Mayers is a co-author of One Great Idea, which is a collaboration with other successful business colleagues on various business ideas. Her book, Wise Courtship Before Relationship and Marriage Guide, has earned worldwide distribution and audience and a nomination for a shelf award. Wise Courtship helped seal her title of TV radio expert as she was heard on over a hundred stations in one year. She is also a contributing writer to the book Share and Grow Rich and Hiring Now magazine. Recently, Tony was awarded the People's Choice Award at the Achi Magazine Awards for exceptional work and inspiration she brings to thousands globally. Tony is married to actor and playwright Brian McClure Mayers and has two sons. Welcome to the show, Tony. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me, Cordelia. I'm so excited to be here. I know. I, I always love when we get to chat. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. We need to catch up anyway because it's been a while, right? It's been too long, but we're both moms <laughs> and wives, so <laughs> I know. So I do understand. Well. For our listeners and for our viewers, you want to share the highlights of your story and how you ended up writing um, your globally recognized book, Wise Courtship? Oh, wow. Um, I don't know. Should I start with the business ownership or just start with Wise Courtship? Because I'm telling you, both of them were quite a journey. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Um, I've been a business owner for a while now. And I started off very, very young. And I started because I was an actress in New York City. And after hitting a ceiling, 
Um, I would go to all the auditions. The top agents absolutely loved me for commercials, but they couldn't place me because there were no jobs for African-American at all on television. And it wasn't until the year 2000 when we had a strike that they started to open up the floodgates. But by that time, I was a mom and I had a small child. But before then, I said to myself, I could either keep trying to get into your platform and do try to get in through your door or I have to make my own door. So I decided to make my own door. And I've been known for management and leadership, owning a theater company for a long, long time. But when Wise Courtship came about, I knew that I would have to rebrand myself or add an additional brand of Wise Courtship. And I um, was questioning whether to write this book or not, but I just felt really, really led to write this book. And finally, after fighting <laughs> and after losing a lot of my streams of income and all of those types of things, I only had my laptop and my manuscript. <laughs> so I decided to go along with that. And um, after that, it's been history. It went worldwide. And um, I decided, you know, to just run with it and to go head, headlong into it and to establish it into a full-fledged um, business. Awesome. So do you actually coach people on how to um, find, a, you know, um, intimate relationships or do you help people that are struggling in their intimate relationships? Yes, absolutely. Wise Courtship, um, as I always say, is not just a book. It's wisdom. It's guidance. It's what I call the Wise Courtship philosophy. And so I, I, I really have this whole mission of teaching people how to think, how to think about their relationships and realize that their relationships are just as important as their career, just as important as their money, just in, as important as what they believe in. You really have to take time and um, really uh, work on your relationships. So the philosophy, um, we teach people how to handle relationships. Of course, if people want further information or one-on-one, -on -one, um, I offer coaching, I offer courses, online courses and in-person workshops, conferences, uh, all of those things in an effort to get people really excited, not just about their romantic relationships, but also their family, friendship, business relationships, relationships in their faith, their money, um, and themselves. Okay, so um, some of my co-hosts are coming and joining the show, so you're going to hear love the co-hosts. Yes, <laughs> you got to love the co-hosts. We love the co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we met, I think, on Periscope, right? Like over a year ago. Yeah. So what, you know, I, I know that you stopped doing TV and then you opted for the stage, but what made you decide upon using Periscope as a vehicle to help people? Yeah, and I actually still, um, in, are, I am in mostly all of the mediums. I'm still doing radio. I'm still doing television. I'm still doing live stream. Um, whatever mode of communication that I can reach people, social media, um, I try to reach people. But when Periscope came along, um, the, the very year that they came out, a few months later, I discovered it. Um, it had been there, but I just stumbled upon it. I'm not even sure how I stumbled upon it. But I decided to um, 
when I looked at the fact that it could reach people worldwide, I had already reached worldwide status. People were getting my book all over. So I thought this was a great way to speak to them because very often, very seldom, unless we go to, uh, you know, some sort of gathering and every author doesn't do that. You know, a lot of authors are really shy and they're just kind of, you know, to themselves, but this was a great way for me to speak to the people. And I didn't just read the book. I just extrapolated concepts and things that I thought was important from the book. I would uplift, you know, I used to be a professor and professors don't teach the textbook. They have you read the textbook and then they uplift concepts from the textbook. So Periscope was just an amazing way to be able to teach to a worldwide audience I already had. All they had to do was plug in. Okay, perfect. So I, and I noticed that on Periscope, you like, it's like you have morning conversations with your audience and you have some regular followers. So um, have you gotten new clients out of that? Or are these mostly, because I know I pop in there too. Is it mostly just the family or... It varies. Um, is I definitely do get new clients. I get new clients just just about every day that I go on Periscope. Someone's either joined my mailing list, or they bought a product, or they've um, joined my private community. I get some sort of reaction or activity um, from being on Periscope. So it's just a win for me uh, all the way around because I like to pour into people. But then when someone joins something or purchase something or uh, gets a coaching session, that makes it even better. Um, but yeah, I will get the family will be regulars. Um, but then there's sometimes that people catch me and they, you know, they'll, it'll be new people, just totally new people. It depends on what time I come, you know, come on. I'm steady at 830, but I do come on some other times occasionally. But also in my replay, I notice that I'll get a lot of new people who may have been, uh, somebody may have shared out and they decided to sit in and watch. So it, it varies. It really varies. Yeah, the replay is really powerful. That's so true. Absolutely. So what, I, I, I know that you've been a business owner forever and you do so many <laughs> things and you have so many passions, but what is like your favorite, your favorite passion and gift to share? I think now I had to really, really, really think about that uh, over the years um, because I like to share, but I think it is wisdom. Hmm. And I would have never thought about that. I would have never thought myself wise. I would have never thought that I had something to share that people perceived as wisdom, but wisdom is a gift. Um, I believe it's something that we all can get if we pray for, but then there's also uh, a gift of wisdom that some people just have and you can, you can hone it and, and, and make it grow or whatever. But I think in this, this day that we live in now, common sense is not so common. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so if you have a little bit of wisdom, it's wow, you know, but I am starting to embrace because it almost sounds like you're being conceited, but you're not trying to be conceited because it took a long time for me to embrace that God has blessed me with wisdom. And now when I just put it on God, <laughs> it's easier for me to accept. But many of us have different gifts and that's just one of the ones that I have. And I love sharing it because if you don't know, you can suffer 
and perish from the fact that you don't know. And so if, if I have wisdom, it's not for me to put on this little funny looking hat and say I'm wise, you know, this little robe and some funny little colors or some emblems and say I'm wise and look kind of sick, you know. But it's for me to, to share with you. If you don't know and I know, then I can share with you and it will help you and it will help change your life. And so I think that's it. <laughs> you know, that's the thing I love about you, Tony. You're so humble, but very firm, you know, and very um, resolved in your gift. I don't, I would never think of you as conceited. I just love that you, you. have like such a huge heart and you just want to educate us, you know. Um, I know I learn something new every time I listen to you or, you know, you know, it's like the, the ability to like really retain information is difficult. Like I have to like go back and read your book a lot too. <laughs> So, you know, I, I really appreciate that about you. So, thank you so much. You know, on that note, though, you're doing so much for a lot of different people. You have all these different online and offline communities. Yeah. How is your self care and how do you balance that with your family? Girl, you know, you got to learn how to do the self care. Oh my gosh. Um, I think the Lord helped me out because I was a business owner for a long time before I met and married my husband. So that helped a lot. Um, and then he's the type of person, like, he's like, go ahead, do it. He's so laid back. Go ahead and do it. He loves independent women. He's like, do it, do it, you know. And so he's so uh, obliging, which, which helps a lot. But then you have your children. <laughs> And I don't care how well-behaved they are or unwell-behaved. They have one sole mission, and that is to take your time and to, you know, usurp your love, your affection, all everything. And so um, I had to learn very quickly with them how to utilize my husband if I have them. If you don't have a husband, utilize families and friends to, to help you out. I don't have a problem saying, this is too much, y'all. <laughs> Could y'all take some of this? Or... Uh, I'm getting ready to go out and take a drive or I'm getting ready to go out and get my nails done or get a massage. Cause if you don't, you're going to definitely go under, you're going to know quickly. You're going to be frazzled. You're going to be yelling. You're going to be kicking the cat, you know, yeah, uh, you know, telling the dog off and you don't want to do that. So you listen to your body, you listen to what's going on around you and you don't, you can't do everything and it's okay. <laughs> It's okay. And so that's what I do. I try to uh, say, you know what? I can't do it all. I need help. I need a break. So it sounds like you delegate, uh, you set yeah. boundaries, and you use that, that, that really scarcely used word with us, which is no. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> no is key. I mean, we think um, we're not being good girls if we say no. And um, maybe because I was a tomboy, I could say no, sling it a little faster. But um, you have to say no sometimes. Otherwise, if you don't have convictions, people will make convictions for you. If you, know, if you don't know what you stand for, they'll give you something to stand for. If you don't know what you're going to do with your schedule, they'll give you something to do with your schedule. So um, you just have to do it. Uh, in order to save your life and be a good example for your children and your family and be around for a while. <laughs> so you have to do it. Yeah, you do. Absolutely. So let's say 
I took your advice and I'm, you know, going along and I'm really good at setting my boundaries and everything. My relationship with my kids is great. With my husband is great. And then like, there's some major life disaster. Yeah. Yeah. How do I get through that? What would be your advice? I, I would advise because we all go through it is, is live in that moment. If, if you have a disaster, you have to focus was that um, you can't have it all, but you can have it all in stages, you know? So sometimes, you know, that day is spent on business, but then you have a disaster you need to focus on the disaster and it's okay. You can get back to the business. You can get back to whatever you were doing. If it was pleasure, you can get back to it and you just have to be in the moment, go ahead and do it. I mean, if we were right now had a flood in the home, no one would sit and say, well, you know, I was supposed to go, you know, do this X, Y, Z. You would go try to get the water up, right. you know, so you just focus on what you got to do live in a moment, try to make it the best, even though it's a tragic situation, you can still find something to smile about. You can still find something to say, well, at least it's not this, you know, mm -hmm. or at least we're all together. You can, you can approach it like that, get through it, and then you can go back to what you were doing. I love the way you recommend that you live in that moment because so often yeah. we try to like control it and make it stop and make yeah. it not be, and you're just like, no, just flow with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and just be present, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, because you know with life, sometimes life is not thinking about you. <laughs> it's not thinking about you, it's doing its thing, you know? And when I had Hurricane Matthews here, what could I do about it, you know? I could just only go with the flow. We didn't have electricity, we didn't have water. I couldn't really even do business, but I was able to uh, plug up the phone to the car. We had a somewhat, I think it may have been a little under half of a tank and we couldn't get out anywhere. But I was able to post on Facebook every now and then how I was doing and our family was in the car together and we were able to get some heat sometimes. And so, you know, or, or air, was it air? I can't even remember. I think I, that was last summer, wasn't it? Yes. I do yes. remember that. Yeah. And it was really a, it was a dire situation. Yeah. And so we went with the flow and you know what? A lot, a lot of good came out of that. A lot of attention was paid to those postings. We made a lot of great connections. Um, our family was together. So you just, you go with the flow. Perfect. I like, I like the way you say that you, you, you were still going with the flow and you still make connections. So yes. in, in a disaster, right? That's another thing. We try to be an island because we're going to be misfix it. Right. But you stay connected. So that, that's, that's the benefit of being present, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You're able to just really live through it as opposed yeah. to trying yeah. to control it. Yeah, absolutely. If I'm saying I'm this relationship guru, which I never named myself that, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but if you're this relationship person, then you, I thought about it and I was like, well, people are asking, how am I doing? They're really concerned about what's going on with me. So I was able to post. So I was able to, and I usually don't do long posts, but I was able to 
you know, really write what was going on, my feelings, how everybody's doing, how the neighbors are working one with the other. I was able to put up pictures and different things like that. And I think that moment brought people together relationship-wise more, more often than sometimes my broadcasts. So, I mean, you know, it was just an opportunity to make the, the best out of a, a bad situation. So what you're also giving is like why it's important to be flexible and maintain balance through no matter what. No matter what, absolutely. So do you have any upcoming events? Um, I know earlier this year, actually when you were traveling, right? You were traveling last weekend, wasn't it? Yes, yes. Um, I was in Kentucky, first of all, to my son who has a full scholarship is going to college out there. And, you know, I got to always sneak in some speaking and some engagements because I believe that, you know, we as mothers, we got to be resourceful. (laughs) If I'm going to pay gas and money, all this, I've got to go out there and get paid some kind of way. I I better find a way to make, you know, connect it with the business, but, um, and also serve people and help people. And and then we have uh, followers out there as well. So I try to meet up with people and do different things like that. But um, yes, we were in Kentucky. Um, I'm looking forward to coming out to New Jersey again. New Jersey, you guys are off the chain. (laughs) I'm looking to come to New Jersey again in December. We're looking to be in Atlanta. Uh, I believe it's November. You can always go to my website and look at my event calendar. Although I got to add this event. Like I knew about this event and didn't add it. But I'm going to add it, Cordelia, even though it's, you know we're done. But uh, that's okay. That's and I'll okay. put the information on where they can, how they can listen to the show. But um, Wise Life Academy, our online course is going on. It's, it's a cronius where you can come in at any time and take the course. So you're never late. You can take the course, uh, whether you're a wife or want to be one or never want to, never, ever want to be one. Um, what else? We have some webinars coming up to celebrate um, my years in business. Um, Some are free and then some are going to be paid. And um, oh my goodness, I know there's something else, but just go to my website (laughs) and find out everything that that I'm doing. So we want to go to uh, wisecourtship.com. Oh yes, absolutely, wisecourtship.com. And there will, you can see her, uh, listen to her podcast, listen to the radio show, and yeah, everything. Buy All her- my social media, you can buy the book, you can um, get coaching sessions, the online courses, that's the hub, that is the total hub. So if you miss me on Facebook, you can go there, and you can click to the Facebook page, the YouTube channel, everything's there. Okay, that's right, and she has a YouTube channel. <clears throat> Perfect. So, um, so what are three takeaways that you would want our listeners to have from our conversation today? I think one is um, be your authentic self. Don't be afraid to be you. If you're shy and reserved, that's okay. If you're loud and brass, that's okay. Just don't be rude. <laughs> if um. You know, if you your gift is different than someone else's, embrace that. Um, but be your authentic self. You know, know that the way you are made is the way God wanted you to be. And you're that way for a reason. And if you can finally stumble on that reason, 
you're going to celebrate the fact that you are different from somebody else. Um, that's the very first takeaway, I think. Um, the other is to live your dream. Even if you're living it in stages, you know, live that dream because it's going to bring you the overall health. It's going to bring you the overall calm. It's going to bring you the overall um, ability to replenish yourself because you're going to say that I'm doing something wonderful, something great to me. And I've got to be around to keep doing it. I'm, I like it so much. I got to find that passion, whatever you, you're excited about, and, um, and go for that passion. And the third thing, hmm, I think maybe have some fun. You know, <laughs> stop being so, you know, it's not that serious. It really isn't. I know when the kids act silly and when you got teenagers and they start looking like they little demons, you're not, not even sure who they are. You know, it's really not that serious. It's going to flesh out. If you've done your best and you've done the best you could do, it's going to be okay. That cleaning in the house, look, I live with all men. I know what it's like to have a house that looks like it went from hell and back, but it's not that bad. It's going to be okay. So if you could just lighten up and just really enjoy life, enjoy the great moments. I'm not saying you can't discipline. I'm not saying that you can't come down on some things that you need to come down on, but just, just relax and enjoy life. Laugh at some things, you know, and just, just chill. It's, it's going to be okay. Because sometimes we can be really, really uptight. And all it does is mess with our own health and our own well-being and our own sense of calm and our own uh, ability to enjoy this beauty that God has given us. So just relax. <laughs> so, you know, you bring up a lot of points there. One thing is, um, you know, really just giving in to the blessings that God has given us. And you grew up in a church, and I think your dad was a minister, right? He's a yes, pastor. Ma'am. So um, how much does that play into, you know, a lot of times people think that when you're religious that you're really strict, but you don't sound like that. You sound like, you know, more of those uh, hippie type of people, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> Indeed. Um, I don't know how I really got that. My, my father was a pastor. And of course, my mother's a first lady, but she chose as her life work. She's, she loves information, but she was a director of libraries. Um, and her whole story is just amazing how she used to, was not able to go into a library, but then she ends up being a director in a Caucasian town in a very area that she was not allowed to go into. Um, my father, he really was a different type of pastor, the type that would go to the prisons and minister to you, the type that will... Uh, go to the classrooms and go into the inner cities and feed and do all of this and didn't really make much money at all from what he was doing, but he was so passionate about people. Um, they were just people that lived what they were talking about. And I think it was less rules and it was more relationship. Mm -hmm. And I saw my dad uh, go make friends with rabbis. We grew up in a Jewish neighborhood, make friends with rabbis 
go to their services and help out. I saw him go to Catholic churches and serve communion, and we don't really use the same cup or drinks. Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> do it, and I mean, do it and make friends with people from all over. That I mean, they were just such amazing examples to me that I said, okay, this religion thing. If you're going to be into whatever religion you're into, it has to translate into relationship. And if you could get that and show the love that you say that you believe in, then it would really resonate with people and it would really affect people and affect them for good. See, yeah, that's exactly it. I love that. And I, I truly believe that. So when I, cause I told you, like when I found you and your book, I was like, oh my God, like Muslims do this, you know? <laughs> yes. like, interviewing you know your spouse your potential spouse and you know Absolutely. the whole background check and everything that you yes. showed I was like, <laughs> you've been hanging out in a mosque and so yeah it's just like all human beings are really the same way and yes just connecting <clears throat> on that human level and through love you know that's something that everyone whether you consider yourself religious or not, everyone connects through relationships and love, definitely. And the Absolutely. other thing you talked about was how when your teenagers are all crazy, <laughs> you know, I was talking to a mom the other day, we were at the playground and she has like a little one, you know how like she has a three-year-old like me and then she yes. has a 13-year-old. Yeah. And uh, she was like, so when I look at my 13-year-old, I really see the three-year-old and I have a theory about that. I think that people are on 10-year cycles yes. and, you know, the teenagers, they're just talking toddlers. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I 100% agree. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, and you know, there's sometimes you got to look at them and you're like, okay, yeah, <laughs> world right now <laughs> so i'm not even gonna try to have an adult conversation because you they're they're getting this adult body but they're not adults you know and they they're dealing with the hormones and they're dealing with you know their body is kind of doing crazy stuff you know i went like when we were pregnant okay we you know it's almost the same thing uh, but they start saying little crazy things and I remember my son, before I took him to college, I said something to him and he quoted a scripture child. I said, well, wait a minute, but he was not using it in a nice way. I was like, well, first of all, <laughs> then I stepped back and I said, Lord Jesus, help me. <laughs> help me first of all, you're out of context. <laughs> yes, you are. I did come back with that. I said, well, wait a minute. It's not quite what you say. And then, of course, I had to add, you know, the fifth commandment. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long in the land, because I'm about to kill you. And then the deep breath. And That's right. <laughs> right. But those are for Black Mama Chronicles. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got to add that one right there. I love that. <laughs> oh yes yes so yeah, you, you have to laugh about i mean being a mother is just it's just amazing on all levels, <laughs> on all I, levels. I feel like we are privy to like live entertainment if yes. we let it be that yes right yes that's my whole thing with the stress less because it's like i have a choice like when, when my two oldest were little little I had a choice. 
after a long day and a long commute, I could either see their silliness and, you know, sometimes, you know, they would go after each other and I could either look at it as, oh my God, this now after this long day or now this is cool. Why do I have a TV? Right? Just watch the live entertainment. Absolutely. Why? I'm telling you, I, um, I did a conference with my husband. And this is just such a funny story. You may have to edit this. I don't know. But listen, I had a conference with my, my husband. We did a business conference. And my, my boys really are well-behaved. They've been always really well-behaved. But they're kids, right? So they were like um, maybe four and a half and one or something like that. And so the people were like, oh, they were so well-behaved. We made a little playpen in the back of the conference hall behind the tables where you sell stuff. And all. Oh, saying, oh, these children are so well-behaved. Oh, my goodness. And the conference was amazing. And they're going out the door. I see my oldest one about to strangle my youngest one because he got to the point like, you know, we've been well-behaved all day. We're ready to, you know, we're ready to kill one another. So, you know, these are the things that we deal with as women. And I, we just, my husband and I had to just laugh because it was just, a, and the youngest one was about to bite. And we're like, no biting. I mean, it's just like you, you, it's just, you can't watch this on TV. You have to watch your kids and, and get in fully entertained. Yes, I know. I just had my co-host visit again and she was screaming while, while you were telling that story. So I heard some. <laughs> I know, right? I understand, girl. I, I definitely understand. <laughs> I absolutely understand. Yeah, but that's about it. That sounds just like my two oldest. Um, when they were little, they would go after each other like that and like run around the living room. I'm like, really? What are we? But you know, it was a long commute for them too. So like, yeah, I had them halfway between our house and our job, right? So once we picked them up from the daycare, then it was like another 30 minute drive. So that's a you know, that's a lot. So you, you can't expect them to say, okay. Let's jump in the tub now. They'll be like, yeah, I got to stretch my legs. I got to let out my frustrations. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you learn those things. You really learn those things. And you say, well, okay, they should be getting a little creepy about now. So you, you, you do. You take them in the backyard and you let them run. My husband was real great at that. They would chase them or whatever. I would be the type to just let you out in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> but he would, he would let them chase them or whatever and they get you know really getting tired and then you you get routines you know you bathe them and you have some soft music or whatever you you get into the routine if you don't fight it and you go along with it exactly. then you know it, it it just helps you out too in the end it really does it does it really does so i thank you so much for being here today i appreciate thank you for having me yeah so um, I'm trying to think. I have like a couple more questions. If you have a couple more minutes for me. Sure, and, mm -hmm. I absolutely do. I just, I'm really curious um, about, we talked about what takeaways you want to give, but like what would you recommend to someone who is a woman, right? Not necessarily a mom. And she is trying to, like maybe she doesn't yet have a spouse, but she's thinking on it. But okay. she's gotten to a point in her career where she's, you know, really at the top, but she just needs a mate now. What, what does she do? 
Well, one, I'm definitely going to suggest that you um, get your wise courtship. <laughs> I'm serious because there's some gems in there that's going to either reaffirm or really open your eyes as to how I need to go about this, um, what I need to be looking for. But of course, the book comes from the premise that you're ready. So in addition to that, I need you to do a self-inventory of yourself. You know, am I ready emotionally, um, mentally, physically, financially? When you start going through some of those, those categories and really doing an inventory of yourself, because you could say financial, oh yeah, I'm ready financially because I got this great career and I make this great money. Well, are you in debt? Or do you have a system of saving and investing? You know, those types of things. Are you optimum in every area? You're not perfect. Perfection is totally different. But are you optimum? Then I want you to think about the third thing is what do you bring to the table? What are you going to bring to the table in a possible marriage? What makes you so special? What are you going to give? Because we always talk about what are we going to get, but what are we going to give this person? Um, because once you know what you're going to give, once you know that you're optimum, and once you know you got wise courtship and you can do your due diligence and, and look the right way, then you're looking with new eyes and it's putting you in a position where it's very hard for you to be abused, it's very hard for you to be mistreated, it's very hard for you to even pick the wrong person. There's our co-host. And we have Benini. She was knocking and knocking. Because <laughs> oh. as we know, we have to have mommy when we want her. Yes. It's important. <laughs> Nobody hey. else knows but mommy. <laughs> <laughs> she's enjoying being on mommy right now and i tell you it is a great feeling i can still remember laying on my mom really mm -hmm. laying on her shoulder mostly because one of my sisters was on in her lap and the other one was laying like kind of half of the lap and the other one was laying across the other half of the lap my brother was sitting with my dad like he'd be sitting when my dad would preach and I would be laying on my mom's shoulder so mm -hmm. yeah I still remember I still wish you remember what she smells like and all of that stuff so oh, it's wow. a good feeling <laughs> hmm. so that that is really um really important what you said I was at a self-care conference this past weekend with some women and they were talking about um the importance of making sure that you are financially in check and, and, you know, yeah. making money and being, um, what was the term? Uh, something about wealth, managing your wealth, you know, um, so because that having that relationship with money is going to affect your, your, uh, intimate relationship. It's like related. Yeah, you know, it's amazing you said that because I just said in the scope not too long ago that many of us will share the bed, but we won't share our money. We'll share our body, but we won't share our money. But until you can share your money, you don't need to share your body or your bed. So, I mean, it's after the marriage, of course. You ain't going to be sharing your money with every guy you don't even know. I'm not saying that. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that it's so intimate for us to share money but we just, we don't care about our body. Seem like we just get a body to anybody. You can have this body, but you can't have my money. 
But if you can share the body, your body is so important. The money is, is important too, but it's not as important as your body. So if you, can, if you can share your body, you ought to be able to share your money. It's very intimate, but that means if I'm going to share this money, then I've got to know who I'm sharing it with. I got to know them on a deep level. And then I feel so comfortable to share my money. And you should feel comfortable at that point to share your body because you've got all the commitments lined up. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I appreciate your time today. Okay, and I have to I have an appointment. <laughs> okay. Um, but thank you so much. You're and welcome. I appreciate all your listeners, um, all the listeners today and viewers. My name is Cordelia Gaffar. I'm the founder of Workout Around My Day and the Stress-Free Sisterhood, helping women, but especially moms, get from chaos to calm by nourishing with wholesome food, energizing with movement, and sweet talk. Have an amazing day. Be kind to yourself, intelligent, amazing Don't just break free